what I would love to see, although I don't think we're going to see very many AI tech companies do this, is talk about how here's how their product can make you more money when you're not billing your time. It's like, yes, you can still build your time, and here's how you make money using our tool while building your time. But if you wanted to make more money and use our tool, then you know you should look at these other ways that you could have a business model. Which I think that's the cool part about Tech Show, because you get all these different perspectives and experiences coming to one place, and we're all learning from each other, right? Because the vendors, they're like, they need to hear from the practitioners, like, what do you understand about this? Because that's the only way people are going to get comfortable, uh, and they're going to be able to refine their product to be uh, more widely adopted. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Answering Legal's Everything Except the Law podcast. I am your host, Nick Worker. If this is your first time tuning in, this is the podcast where we share expert advice on all the parts of running a law firm that attorneys weren't exactly trained for back in law school. Now, this is a special edition of our podcast, as we'll be previewing ABA Tech Show 2024. We have two of the event's presenters, Guy Sakalakis and Matthew Kirby's, joining us to give us the inside scoop on this year's show, You'll hear from them in a moment. Before we dive into the interview, I wanted to share some really exciting news. Answering Legal will be a sponsor of this year's ABA Tech Show. Our team will be there in full force, and we're excited to get to know all of this year's attendees. If you're coming to Chicago for the show, keep an eye out for our booth. I'll, of course, be present. You can come ask questions about our virtual receptionist service, give us feedback on the podcast, or just provide us with your best deep dish recommendation. I am going to try deep dish for the first time. Also, if you're attending the show and want to make sure you're not stuck on the phone all weekend, now could be a really great time to start a 400-minute free trial of Answering Legal. Head on over to answeringlegal.com to learn more. One last note before we get to Guy and Matthew. We had some technical difficulties with my camera during this interview. I apologize. So for those watching the video version of this conversation, you unfortunately won't be able to see my face or fortunately, that depends on you. But just imagine me nodding in agreement as our two expert guests speak, because that's normally all I'm doing. Now, without further ado, let's get to our conversation with Geet Sakalakis and Matthew Kirby's. Geet Sakalakis and Matthew Kirby's, thank you for joining me today. Let's dive right in. Can you tell us a little bit about your history with the ABA Tech Show? What made you want to first attend the event and how many have you been to now over the years? Gosh, I go back a long way. So I founded my company in 2018. And as I started to get familiar with the community, it became obvious that like Tech Show was like a go-to place. Um, Amazing people, amazing community. I've been going to Tech Show since uh, 2012, I think was my first one. So um, and I've been going, I think every year and um grateful to be invited to be speaking at this year's tech show former chair i was on the board and i was the chair last year and i'm grateful to be back speaking and attending love tech show for me uh i went to law school at depaul in chicago in the loop and so i signed up to be an aba member right away Um, and that was back when you had to pay i think i paid like 60 bucks for all three years right up front and I started getting the emails and I would, I just went to everything. I went to, I, I seriously, like no joke, like 60, like six zero networking events, my one L year. And I could trace my very first job to one of those events. So definitely worth it. Um, but I just went to, like, I went to everything. I went to the, like the Justinian society, you know, and like events, even though I'm not Greek, 
right? Um, so like I just I would go to everything, and I and that included the ABA Tech Show, and law students could go for free. Uh, well, I think anyone could go for free if you just want to go in the expo uh, uh, show floor. But um, but I went for free that first year, and then I think I paid like the student. It was like seventy five bucks or fifty bucks at the time to go the subsequent two years. So I've been going every year since twenty eleven. Although Guy, I think uh, uh, your year was the best when you were chair because that was the first time. Uh, I got to speak at Tech Show, and so thank you for that. Uh, that was my favorite Tech Show ever. Well, Although thank this you year, for that very objective review of Tech <laughs> Show. <laughs> uh, but but this year, yeah, this year, I, I mean, but but I'm speaking again this year, and so this year is going to be a great show. But last year, also, uh, I think more objectively, uh, you know, was the AI show of AI. And that was, you know, we've all seen, you know, it was the first show that we got to really deep dive on AI stuff. And so, you know, this year's even more AI. But, but it really was like a monumental t- turning point. I feel like tech show moving forward into the future. We'll, like AI we'll, we'll, is big last year. It's going to be big this year. But I think eventually everything's just going to have AI and it won't be like the buzzword that it is today. I was just on the phone with uh, Annette Chody from Lockwell. Gee, you know her well. And the only thing that I got from our conversation that wasn't me crying into the phone and her telling me that everything was going to be okay was that she also loved when Guy was on the board. And I don't know if that's some, I don't know if you're looking to get back on the board, Guy, but you've got three votes right here. I don't know how it works. Well, thank you for that. I'm not looking to get back on the board, but thank you. I appreciate that feedback. I had a blast. Um, I really enjoyed my time on the board and um, particularly uh, chairing last year, co-chairing. It was just really a great experience all around. And uh, I recommend, that's why, you know, again, I recommend people, if you t- if you live anywhere at the intersection of law practice and technology, whether you're a, lo- a practicing lawyer, whether you're a support person at a law firm, whether you're a technology consultant, whether you you know make your own tech or you're an IT person, um, the, the something maybe you're gonna ask this, Nick, but some of the things I just love about tech show is it's platform agnostic. You know, there's so many conferences that are like user conferences for practice management tools and a lot of the other tools that we see in legal tech. Um, tech show is a great place where like all these different uh, aspects of like the legal technology ecosystem. And that's a buzzword I wasn't supposed to use, but I just can't get out of my vocabulary um, come together. And, you know, it's in person. I think that's another thing too, that I was very fortunate that, um, you know, we survived the virtual and hybrid experiences, but, Tech show to me, the real value is, is like you're in the room with the people who are living and eating and breathing and sleeping this legal tech stuff every day. And um, just great uh, opportunities for relationship building, great opportunities for learning. Um, It's a show not to be missed. I mean, I've really pared back my show attendance, to be honest with you. And tech show is still one on my must not miss. Yeah. And and, uh, and even like going to Guy's point. It's, it's one of these things you can't miss. When I, I do a lot of mentorship for law students and young lawyers. Uh, I do, and I mentor them not just locally, but like across the country through bar associations, legal mentor network, those types of organizations. And without fail to every mentee, I say, this is a show you got to go see. Like, like, this is the one. Like, if you could go to one. Plus, you know, it's again, like if they're a law student or like a young lawyer that's got a lot of student loans, you do have the option to like just pay for room and board and like go check out the expo, which a lot of these shows, you can't do that. You can't get away with that. And then if they go one year, 
you know, then they're going to come back when they're making more money or they actually have that job and they're going to pay to go to all the stuff. So like, I feel like it's one of those things where it's like the freemium version of, of trade show that you just don't get. And so that's really cool. I like that. Um, so to that point, what's your advice to a lawyer or like a just starting out law firm owner who is attending the event for the first time? Like something that I'll tell, um, I'll tell my mentees, and in particular, I they, they usually find me because they're already interested kind of in legal tech because they see what I'm doing. Um, and so they've already got that sort of like tilted towards, well, maybe I just, maybe practicing law is not the thing for me, right? And so like for, especially if you're like a young lawyer and it turns out, yeah, like that billable hour, that's awful. I don't want to bill time ever again. Well, first of all, you don't have to. There's other ways. Subscription being the one I I teach you know in, in CLEs and talk about it on my podcast but um, but even still like sometimes like you, you make this massive investment in a JD maybe even you get your law license and you're just like well I just don't it wasn't for me I made the wrong choice and that happens um, you go to tech show and you see wow like there's a lot of other things I could use my subject matter expertise and I could go start, I could start a legal tech company I could go work for a legal tech company I could do something in the intersection of law and technology and and my ex- knowledge and experience like that, you know, I could I could leverage this really expensive degree that I got, and it's not all going to be a waste. Or like I'm going to pivot into some totally different career, which can happen, and you can make that work. I've seen it. I've seen it happen. But um, so that's one of the things that I think about. And as far as like on the practitioner side of things, uh, in particular, like you know, for the solo small firm attorney, where you're able to pivot a heck of a lot easier, you know, to move like your little ship versus a big giant Titanic. Like if you're a big law firm, like you're going to go here and you're going to be able to sign up for some demos or even do some live demos and see like, Hey, can this technology help me improve my law practice? Whether it's getting clients, whether it's serving clients, whether it's, uh, you know, the non-legal stuff, uh, that's part of running a law firm. That's why I think the, even if you are at a bigger law firm, you could still get value from going to tech show to see, hey, like if I'm a managing partner or if I'm on one of these committees for some practice group, you know, you might be able to find a piece of technology that you might be able to leverage for that practice group, right? So, um, and, and in this generative AI world that we live in, um, you know, you're going to see some of the most cutting edge stuff. I know we did last year at tech show, and I think we're going to continue to see that sort of technology really highlighted. If like, where do I go? Like, how do I discover this new gen AI, this gen AI stuff? Go to tech show, and you're gonna you're gonna find some of the most innovative ways that it's being used. Yeah, I think that's all really excellent advice. I, you know, if you're a first time attendee, the the feedback that we received a lot was it can be overwhelming. Um, and I know that the board has a bunch of uh, features built into the show to try to make the onboarding a little more smooth if it's your first time. So attend the orientation sessions. Um, you know, get familiar with the exhibitor floor map and the uh, sessions and, and start planning. And there's an app too. So start planning your time. Um, because the one of the things very common that happens is, is like, you get, it's a multi-track show. So you might have to prioritize a certain session over another. And so knowing in advance um, which ones you're going to attend, it will help make that a little bit easier for you. I think the other thing is, is if you're going with a friend or you've got another somebody else, you know, like, because they don't record the show, you might be like, hey, I'm going to this session. Can you cover this session? Compare notes um, mm-hmm. and get to know the faculty. I think that's the thing. The faculty's there. They want to get to know you. They want to hear from you. They want to know. They want to solve your specific problems. 
Um, and I think, again, that that face-to-face meet with the faculty, the face-to-face meet with the legal tech vendors, uh, with the consulting uh, folks, um, establishing that relationship at Tech Show, and then you know getting their email, getting their contact information, and then taking that uh, connection to LinkedIn, taking that connection to email, uh, subscribing to the content that they're putting out. Uh, it's a great way to really make like that you know, those people, those voices that you hear more human because you actually, you know, are, are, you've met them now in real life. Um, and I think that there's just, there's more value added that way because they're going to remember you too. And it's like, oh, hey, when a question pops up, maybe you can field it, or maybe you see each other at another show. Um, maybe there's a referral relationship that can establish um, business referral relationships. So the, the meeting the people, that's the thing I would optimize for is to, to try to be very mindful and intentional about a meeting a lot more people uh, based on you know what you're there, whether it's to learn about practice management or learn about marketing or learning about some of these um, cutting edge technologies. Yeah, and to Guy's point, uh, as faculty, like last year was my first time doing it. And it was the coolest thing when people would like come up to me even before the day that I gave a talk on the subject they were there to see and uh, and just chat about that because we're, we're not being paid to be there. Um, we're there because like we, we know a lot about and we've been tapped to be experts or we are just genuinely passionate about what we're what we're teaching at uh, at tech show. You know, it's usually related somehow to like what we do and how we do earn a living. But we're there to talk about it. And so uh, definitely please come up to, to faculty and, uh, and and chat about whatever, you know, anything technology. But in particular, like the things we're going to be talking about, which for me is podcasting and Gen AI and subscription models. So to your point, Matthew, because I have my. I listen, I read like the itinerary. So I kind of have a feel for what's going on. Um, I have my own separate goals because I don't run a law firm. But besides AI, what do you think is going to be the hottest topic at this year's show? So I, on, on that subject, while I'll let Guy think of something for, for him, um, is uh, we took the opposite approach with the podcasting for lawyers uh, talk that I'm giving with Patrick Wright. And that is, uh, we originally didn't have AI in the uh, in the show title. Although, after looking at the presentation, there's actually a lot of AI that you use when doing doing a do-it-yourself uh, a podcast approach for lawyers. And so we called it podcasting for lawyers, mastering the medium with AI. So we 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 I I, you, I would have been able to answer the podcasting for lawyers presentation, except we are also talking about AI. But I could promise you, it's a very different type of AI usage than uh, the type that you'll see in your law practice. And it's actually a fantastic example of the way a lot of these AI tools will probably just become integrated in the technology that you're using. And so I, you know, I'm kind of calling out my, one of my talks for that while I look through the, uh, the actual agenda. Uh, so Guy, hopefully that gave you enough time to come up with a, with a good answer. Yeah, well, I'm actually gonna dodge the question entirely. I'm just gonna walk through some of the um, sessions that I'm most, uh, sessions and events that I'm most looking forward to. Um, no particular order here. And again, I think there's so much to cover here, so I'm not going to hit all of them. So that's not to, if I don't name the session, doesn't mean that that other session is not great, but just some things that I'm really uh, zoning in on. First is get there early for the startup pitch competition. I think that is such a cool thing. Uh, they actually have new legal tech startup founders come pitch their product. It's always fun. It's also very social because um, uh, in years past, they've had either uh, a mini bar there or some other uh, options for uh, food and drink. So that's and that's really the show kickoff. Uh, so I definitely wouldn't miss that. Um, I think on the you know you asked the things aside from AI. I think that the when I'm kind of going through some of these sessions, I think the stuff that's like the real practical stuff. Like and again, I don't, I'm gonna 
uh, give you an example and it's going to be biased because it's going to be my workshop. But when you see on their workshop, you know, go to those. I think those tend to be this, just so valuable because you're actually sitting there with someone who does the thing that you're talking about. And you can work with your own systems, your own data. I'm doing a workshop on Google Business Profile. Um, and so, you know, being able to come and sit down and be like, all right, I don't have it, whether you don't have a business profile and be able to create one or you've got one and you're ready for like advanced um, optimization stuff. A lot of these sessions that are like, you know, they, you can see it in the description. You know, it's going to be, um, you know, whether it's practice management, marketing uh, or some kind of like future tech, like I'm looking for workshops. Uh, I think the other thing, too, is if you've been to tech show a lot, you know, if you've seen someone speak on a topic, like try to go to somebody different. I think that the, uh, you know, trying to have some uh, variation in who you're actually learning from, I think is really valuable because, you know, there's a, there's a lot of great, like stalwart tech show faculty. Um, but, it, but again, for me, like if you already know them and you've seen them present and they've got a lot of content online anyway, uh, I would prioritize maybe going to a session where it's you know someone you you don't know yet and you want to start establishing a relationship. So kind of a dodge there, but I'm into the practical tip stuff, and so that's what I look for. I also I I look for sessions that are run by the uh, legal tech like uh, product people. So whether it's like a founder, um, there's not a ton of those, but when you see like um, you know some of the big names in legal tech when they're speaking, like if you want to get a sense of like where all this stuff's going, like these are the visionary people that are building this stuff working on it every day and, and are successful. Obviously they're building some of these, you know, the leading uh, solutions in legal tech. So those, those would be some other ideas for uh, prioritization and sessions. Uh, so one that I'll promote that at least it doesn't highlight that it's talking about AI, although I could see how that may come into play. Um, this is on the first day at 3.15 PM. It's called collaborating to bridge the justice gap with legal technology. And so obviously look, it's tech show. There's, there's a legal tech focus. It doesn't have to just be around AI. But, uh, but that's a big part of, uh, of how I talk about the subscription model for legal services is how you can help serve the latent legal market and make money, and that's okay. And so that's one of these ones where I'm going to be attending that because I want to see how other lawyers are, do, are trying to solve that problem too. In particular, I like the for-profit approach because, I mean, making a lot of money as a lawyer and doing pro bono just hasn't worked to solve that access to justice gap. And so I'm curious to go to that and also have a conversation around how can we use legal technology to avoid people needing to even get justice in the first place. And those are conversations I always like to have. And I think it opens up um, the possibilities of what could happen when you do that. So looking at that presentation that doesn't say anything about AI, collaborating to bridge the justice gap with legal tech. I just have my one tidbit. So I'm a first, uh, first time tech show attendee technically, even though I'll be exhibiting. And uh, somebody else who works here came into my office and was like, oh, are you excited? You're going to like talk to all these people and sell the service and do this. And I was like, nope, I'm not doing any of that. I'm walking around. I'm going to meet all these tech people. I'm going to shake hands, get phone numbers, um, and just like talk to people and figure out what's going on. I used to go to, I'm a big SEO, marketing, all that paid ads, nerd. And one of the things I used to go to was conductor had C3 and we would go to C3 and I would always go to the, the talks with people who were talking about like content marketing and uh, sort of like evangelical search. And I just, I loved what these people had to say. The one thing that I will always tell people to do if you're going to like an event like this 
is take notes. Even if you take notes on your phone, just take some sort of notes because it'll pump you up. You're going to be in this keynote and people are going to be firing you up. And for whatever reason, when you leave, I don't know if I just get hit with adrenaline, but I forget what the person was talking about. So I take very light notes. And also I've learned, and I used to think I was bothering people. I reach out to those people. I used to, I used to talk to guys like, um, Stefan Bajayo, who was like the CFO or something of, of this big giant multi-million dollar corporation. Or I used to, I used to email exchange with Robert Rose that were, they're like normal human beings who are just like passionate about this stuff. And also like, maybe they have a product that you can use too. So, uh, feel free to reach out to them. That's what I do. I, I find that I get a lot more out of it when I try to like, I go up to the person, shake their hand and say, I really enjoyed what you thought about this. Do you mind if I send you an email once in a while? My, my next question is, is sort of selfish because I've never been to Chicago. Do you have any favorite memories from attending in past years that you'd be able to share with us? And what, what can we like look forward to? What, if, if you've never been to ABA tech show, if you've never been to Chicago, if you don't know anything about the area, what are we doing? What should we do? There are um, a lot of after-party things that are not formally affiliated with Tech Show, right? Um, Clio throws a really swanky party. So does my case. Um, you know, it is kind of one of these invite-only things, but there are ways to get that Eventbrite or equivalent invite. Um, definitely schmooze a lot of people. Uh, definitely look for those Clio. Go go to go to Clio in my cases. Uh, booth and uh and see see about that um and, and look hey look i'm talking about them right now so it works right like you know uh so they're, they're, there's their marketing dollars uh go, going to good use there so um not that i use either of those platforms i have a very different kind of law practice but um but find those parties i know uh steve fretzen uh who i think probably both of you guys know uh he's he's having like a like a shindig uh, just in like one of the hotel uh, bars or something like that. So like look for those types of things. Um, and that's where I have some of the most fun experiences be because it's, uh, and I lived like downtown for 10 years, uh, but like those, uh, you know, those are a heck of a lot of fun. They are all with the same people that are the reason that you're kind that you're there as well in a different environment. And, um, and so I can't, I can't recommend those enough. I mean, I've, I've met people there who have moved to Illinois and have become clients of mine. So, um, you know, like, you, like, even if you're just a lawyer listening, like you, there's reason to go for that. So you never know, um, what's going to happen. Uh, but, uh, if, if you have never been to a city that has an Italy, it's in river North, it's not far from where the tech, tech show conference is going to be. And it has the best gelato that you can get in the city. Yeah. I, I would echo the, um, you know, try to find where people are congregating. The um, the vendor parties are a, a lot of fun. Uh, there's the show itself has receptions, and um, you know, I would again make an effort to get to those, even if you only spend a few minutes. You know, you get overwhelmed, you get tired. Uh, you know, push yourself to try to to get out of your comfort zone a little bit to meet some folks. Uh, Chicago wise, you know, it's February, so you know you're not going up and down the river probably, um, but there's a lot of great uh, pizza spots. You know, if you Chicago's got the Chicago style pizza, I'm a Detroit style pizza person, so I'm Pequod's. But Pequod's is a bit of a hike if to happen an Uber. Um, but around the Hyatt, you know, there's um, Giordano's and Gino's East, and of course Malnati's. Um, and, and you know, that thing, the other thing too is ask folks there. You know, if you're going, if you're at, you know, if you run into Steve 
ask Steve what him, some of his favorite spots are. Um, the people that are living in Chicago, I don't even live there anymore. So I'm not even a great resource, but, uh, yeah, I think from socially, I think some of those events are some of the, uh, most memorable times, you know, folks, you know, again, not everybody's, um, you know, into hanging out at the bar, but there is an active, usually some active happy hour uh, at the bar. And then, um, you know, just find, when you start meeting people, find where folks are congregating, ask people. There's Taste of Tech Show, uh, which are uh, organized group dinners. Uh, that's actually through the show too. So you can you can sign up for those. I, th- I think they're doing that this year. I actually didn't yeah. corroborate that, but um, yeah. hopefully they're still doing it. We will be right back after this short ad. Answering legal has been pivotal in the success of our law firm. I'm a mom. Between four and seven, I'm with my kids. What has been phenomenal is Answering Legal has allowed me to do that because they are picking up calls during that time, so I don't miss a beat. My name is Caitlin Norris, and I am the CEO and co-owner of Hagen Norris PLC, truck wreck and brain injury lawyers. Our law firm was specially designed to be made up of moms and to help moms. How have we been able to grow so rapidly over 400% in two years? The reason is, is they allowed us to scale up and have the equivalent of what would probably be 10 staff members answering phones. They did it for us. And so that allowed us to use those resources in other ways in our law firm and scale very rapidly. I would absolutely recommend answering legal to other attorneys that are operating remotely. That's really allowed me to have the balance that I need to be a mom and also to be a successful business owner. All right, I'm getting, I feel like a newscaster. Um, I'm, I'm being told that I have to talk about AI. So I know, <laughs> listen, it's difficult to talk about, but I, I, I do think that you two are the best people to ask, especially as it pertains to the show. But what type of AI discussions do you expect to hear this year at the show? Is it all that AI is going to be integrated in these platforms or, or how people are using it? What, what, do, you, what do you sort of expect? Yeah, so I think there's there's kind of threefold on this. Um, I think we're still going to get a lot of what the heck is this, um, even though it's you know in our bubbles it's like top of mind every day. Everybody's talking about it in legal tech, but you know a lot of people go to tech show and they're like they're there because they're like I heard that you know we're starting to use AI in some of these tools or like I hear some of these lawyers are like revolution transforming their practices through use of AI because I see these Facebook ads. Um, and they want it there. So there's going to be that, like, I don't, I don't know what this is. Tell me about it. And so, um, there's a bunch of sessions that are on the like intersection of like ethical issues and in different contexts, whether it's, um, you know, publishing or, you know, using it, it's it's on client data or something like that. That's group one. I think group two is the, to the point of it's how these tools are starting to incorporate it. Right. And what, what's it going to be able to do? Um, and I think that's a really exciting one to, if you're a user of one of these tools, like, of course, like you added a whole bunch of more functionality for potentially for me, you know, there's, there's the, the, this is the third bucket, which is like the practical uses outside of what's already baked into the, the platforms. And so for me, like we think a lot about how do you use content to aid in your marketing? How do you use it to aid in, um, various practice things? Like, you know, there, I know there's a, a bunch of trial lawyers that are using, uh, AI in order to form better questions in real time during a deposition. And then there are people that are like right on like the cutting edge that are creating their own uh, GPTs based on their own specific um, training data. And I think that that's super exciting too. And so 
I suspect you're going to get some peppering of like all that stuff because, you know, again, you've got people there that are from, I have no idea what this stuff is all the way to like people who are like the builders of their own LLMs in the platform. And so that's what I suspect. We're going to get a big mixture, which, which I think that's the cool part about tech show because you get all these different perspectives and experiences coming to one place and we're all learning from each other. Right. Because the vendors, they're like, they need to hear from the practitioners. Like, what do you understand about this? Because that's the only way people are going to get comfortable uh, and they're going to be able to refine their product to be uh, more widely adopted. So I, that's what I think is so exciting about the show. It's kind of like a user testing ground um, for a lot of this stuff. Yeah, I definitely check out Startup Alley um, and that the pitch competition, I think the night before, uh, because you're going to see a lot of them have AI somehow incorporated into their product and they're at the cutting edge, right? They're like some of the newest platforms out there. Uh, a tool I use every day uh, is in that. And that's, I think, going to be just a great place to go learn more about them. Um, then I think we're, we're going to see a lot about with uh, AI or all these companies that are now incorporating AI. And this, this has always been a problem with Tech Show. I just think it's particularly uh, exacerbated by AI, which is here's how our legal tech tool is going to help save you time and increase your efficiency. Uh, and yes, it will reduce your billable hours, but, and then the, the legal tech company contorts like a way that it makes sense to still adopt their technology, even though it's like going to reduce billable time. And so, you know, we're seeing these AI companies or, or if they're incorporating AI really bend over backwards, trying to find out how to still sell their product, even though like without question, it reduces billable time. Um, the most common one I've heard is, oh, well, you know, you could ask like, you know, the, t like the ultimate question, what you think is the ultimate question when you're billing time. And that's the only question you're able to answer. But with AI, you could get there in like five minutes and then you could get to question 20, which is delivering a better service to your client. And yeah, that's true. But I still think you're not, you're going to be taking away billable time at the end of the day. And so what I would love to see, although I don't think we're going to see very many AI tech companies do this, is talk about how here's how their product can make you more money when you're not billing your time. And that's what I'd like to see. And so, like, I'm sort of optimistic that we'll see some of that. And and I, I expect a hybrid approach from, from any of those companies that do it. It's like, yes, you can still build your time in here. So you make money using our tool while building your time. But if you wanted to make more money and use our tool, then, you know, you should look at these other ways that you could have a business model. Um, and, and it's the hardest thing that legal tech companies do that directly reduce billable time. And it's just exacerbated by the AI product. So we'll see what happens. It's going to be very exciting. Just just if you like really moments of awkwardness, and even if you're not a lawyer and you're watching this for some reason, go to the show and just watch the AI vendors try to sell lawyers on how they can still use their product and build time. Well, Matthew just got me really thinking here. And I, so a couple of the different questions now are kind of culminating, which again, I think this is one of the exciting things you know, about being around people that are living this. You know, the, the, the headline is, is like how to use AI. But to Matthew's point, there are more fundamental changes that are coming to the practice of law, some of them related to the efficiency that AI creates. But, you know, the other big topic that I think we're going to start hearing more about, um, I don't know what's going to happen at Tech Show, but eventually it will, is alternative business structures. Um, and the impact, the intersection of non-lawyer owned firms with AI, with venture capital, 
And so as a practicing lawyer, what do you do? And uh, my thing is I've been trying to, uh, for folks that want to continue to practice law and are, and are dealing, you know, they're the front lines with clients, this, this stuff that frees up your time that you're not billing allows you to do more on the client service side, the empathy side, the, um, the stuff that the bots can't do. And so, yes, get away, you know, try to find a way to move beyond the billable hour. But even if you can't, um, it should free up more time to work on your business in other capacities. I know a lot of these smaller firms, they're starting to think more like CEO uh, owners of small businesses. And so that, I think, is the place where it's like, you know, to Matthew's point, it's a really good point. If you're not billing, you still need to find a way to, to either fill those hours or change your business model. Um, but I would, I would tell folks that aside from AI, this ABS stuff is the stuff to keep your eye on in your jurisdiction and think about how you're going to compete to earn people's trust in a world where they're bombarded by big spending, venture-backed, non-law firm-owned law firms. What is your competitive differentiator? And it's going to be you. It's going to be the, t the time you can spend with clients, the relationships that you can build, because that's the stuff that the AI is not going to be able to replace, or at least not until it's general intelligence. End of rant. I like that. Come to tech show. Uh, <laughs> so I'll, I'll almost end on this. Uh, Matthew and Guy, can you give us a little bit of a preview of the talks that you'll be giving in the ABA tech show this year? So um, I already mentioned the podcasting for lawyers mastering the medium with AI. Uh, I, there will be there, there's a, actually a pretty substantial deck and um, and some other attachments included. This is one of the ones where and there's a lot of clickable links. So these are one of these um, decks that you're going to want to go on the app and download um, so that you have it because there's going to be a lot of cl clickable links. But it's almost going to be extra because uh, Patrick is going to be do taking, uh, we're doing like sort of an interview format where he's going to be sort of asking me all the questions that people have about, hey, if I wanted to start a podcast for my law firm, you know, what should I be doing about it? So the deck is going to be there and, and we'll go through it, uh, but it's going to be very conversational. So a lot less presenty, which is how a lot of these uh, seminars are, a lot of these talks are, which I've done a, a lot like that before. So hopefully this is a little bit more engaging on the podcasting for lawyers one, and I will be recording it for my podcast. Um, but, um, but that's to say it will be, I'm going to like hold on to it for like six months, right? Cause like I want people to go there and ask live questions. And so, but, but part of my presentation is look at these tools that I've set up to even do a live recording. I've got lavalier mics. I've got uh, a, a selfie stick that turns into a tripod kind of a thing. Cause when you start also thinking about content creation at all, even if you walk away from that presentation and you decide I'm not, podcasting is not for me, you're going to walk away with so many tools of like, well, here's how I could have a great virtual office or here's how I could just focus on, like I could use these same tools for content creation. And, uh, and so I definitely want people to go to it, even though I'm recording the thing. Um, so I, uh, just like I did, I, I waited a whole year to release my tech show talk um, that, that I gave on the subscription model last year. So like I, 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 it will eventually be out there, but it behooves you to come to the show and see that presentation. And then the other one I'm giving is sort of like a, a, a significantly upgraded version of my talk from last year on how to use a subscription model for your law firm. Um, I'm doing it with Stephanie Everett this time, who's uh, CEO of Lawyerist. And, uh, and we're just talking about how Gen AI is going to change the, the way law firms uh, are going to need to adapt their business model. And obviously, you know, I push hard on subscription, but we're really getting in 
to we're deep diving on here's how Gen AI takes away all your billable time. And this is, you know, these are the ways you should be using generative AI and not billing your time. And uh, so, like, if you want to figure out how to leverage AI to, like, have a new business model and make more money as a law firm, that's definitely going to be one of the talks you're going to want to go to. And if you want a subscription model talk without a focus on generative AI, I know that there's um, there is there's two other lawyers who are giving that presentation, and I'm sure their version of subscription model is very different than me than mine. So you can learn from them too, and then come to our our talk the next day to learn about how to use generative AI with alternative business models. Excellent. I have the privilege of presenting with Joshua Lennon from Clio on how to effectively and ethically use generative AI in client communications and beyond. And so the talk's going to be part ethics, uh, part here's what you got to watch out for, and part what can you actually do right now and how to actually do it really with focusing on um, client communications. And I'm also going to take it a little bit beyond that in terms of like the data analysis of firm data. I think that that is one of the things that I'm most excited about, whether it's front arm, front end marketing data, back end firm data. The, the, one of the things that the AI just happens to be really good at is pattern identification. Um, and so getting in, you know, generative AI insights where certain things are happening in your firm and in your marketing data, I think is a really exciting and, and a valuable application. The other one that I'm doing is uh, Google Business Profiles Workshop, as I mentioned, uh, with Allison Joes. Um, Allison and I have presented before. Really excited to be back uh, in a session with Allison. And, and this one, we're really focused on not Allison and Guy standing up there and being like, here's how to claim your Google Business Profile, but bring your laptop. Ideally, you've already got your profile verified because there's a delay in the verification process. So if you're planning on attending this workshop, go research Google business profile verification and get that done in advance. Uh, we want people in there with their own profiles, adding photos, adding um, posts, uh, updating data, and then talking about the things that you can do to enhance those profiles uh, to really help you stand out online. Because again, regardless of how someone hears about you, whether they get a word of mouth referral or whether they're you know, doing a bottom of the funnel search, the Google business profile gets a lot of real estate in Google. And so we want folks to make sure they're capitalizing that. And Google's business profile is a free tool. So uh, if you're looking for a free way to put your best foot forward, come to this workshop. And, and I sure hope we're not presenting at the same time, Guy, because I know I way underutilize my Google My Business profile. And when I've queried Bard about me and my law firm, I know it's drawing from that and some of the answers it's giving that are nowhere else on the internet other than on my Google My Business profile. So um, I feel like I could do a lot better with that. So if, as long as we're not in conflicting times, I'm there. Well, I can't wait to see you. I'm 99% certain I'm allowed to go to all these. And if not, I will be sneaking in. Nobody. Crash. Don't just don't, just don't look for me. I won't be there. <laughs> I'm not actually sneaking in. Don't worry about me at all. I'm going to um, call so on I, you from the audience. That's fine. Yeah, no, as long as, as long as I don't get like taken out in handcuffs, don't handcuff. <laughs> I'll leave. Ask me nicely. I'm a very reasonable guy. I'll leave. I promise. Um, but yeah, I, I hope they're not at the same time. And uh, I look forward to uh, seeing you guys in person. But that's all the time we have for today. So I'd like to thank Guy Sakalakis and Matthew Kirby's for joining me on the show today. Make sure you check out their sessions if you're attending the tech show this year. And also make sure you come by the Answer and Legal booth. We're doing, uh, we're doing, you guys come too. We're doing, um, what do you call that? 
coffee service there. We bring in a barista. Oh yeah. Hooked. I'm hanging out there all day. Okay, good. Cause I'm a caffeine junkie and you're going to see me shaking in my own booth. Same. Um, awesome. So we hope you enjoyed this conversation and we will be back with another episode of everything except the law soon. Be sure to check out previous episodes of our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the Answer and Legal YouTube channel. Links to everything that these two very handsome, smart gentlemen have been talking about will be in the description. We hope to see you next time, everyone.